So for today's conversation, this is an unplanned talk. This is something that just came to me a moment ago, and I figured I should record this. I should talk about this. This actually has some bearing. And I want to talk about trusting our instincts, about our gut decisions, and about creativity. And all of this comes from a, a very a very dear friend, someone who is very much and very deeply involved in my everyday life, someone incredibly special to me, who is both a inspiration and someone I admire greatly. And he's a wonderful friend. And he is a content creator. He's actually the person who has inspired me to go forward and do this entire project, this Life Authentic. Although even at the moment he has no idea he's the person who inspired me to do this. Uh, I've always been slightly embarrassed to, to say things like that. But beside the point, he is a content creator, and he creates magnificent content, really fantastic work, things that are both valuable to the world at large, but incredibly impactful to people who need to hear his messaging at the right time. But there's a problem, and it's something that I see that always it always makes me a little bit sad but always hopeful that he will stress about every tiny aspect of his content everything he will work on a title for days he will change his thumbnail hundreds of times even after it's been posted five, six, seven times he'll change things he frets and agonizes over the tiniest of decisions part of it is a little OCD but a lot of it is perfectionism and not trusting his instincts and that makes me sad because I want him to trust himself. I want him to see the value of what he's doing and to go with his instinct. I trust him completely. I trust him implicitly. Not just making the decisions of a thumbnail. I trust him implicitly. When I say that, I mean that. I would trust that man with my life. Hands down. No questions. And yet he will fret over the tiniest detail in a thumbnail. I'm very fortunate to be part of his creative process. I'm incredibly grateful to be part of that. I love that he will ask my opinion and seek my counsel about 
different aspects, whether it's a title or an image or a concept or, or anything. He trusts me enough that I manage a lot of the creative content because just simply seeing the numbers or the algorithm or the, the data upsets him and it puts him in a, a mental space that is unhealthy. He will focus and fixate on, on views and counts and numbers and he'll lose sight of being creative and he'll lose sight of his beautiful message that needs to be brought out to the world. And while I absolutely love being part of this and I love that he trusts me enough to seek my counsel and that he trusts me enough to take what I say into advisory, more than anything in this world, I want him to trust himself. He has incredibly good instincts. He has an incredibly good eye. He knows what to do without question, but he second guesses himself. And I don't know why. I don't know if that's part of being a perfectionist, if that is part of just human nature. But more than anything, I want him to trust himself. And so it made me think about the bigger picture of this and how all of us fall into this trap. All of us second-guess ourselves somewhere along the line. And it's not with everything. I, I don't expect that. I mean, I imagine that there are things that everybody has that they are rock solid sure on. There's no question. You can't tell them. They, they know for a fact and they trust that their knowledge is implicit. I think every human being has that. But when you start going outside of that small sphere of speciality, people start second guessing. It's actually one of the reasons with this project my life authentic project. I've never really shared it. I've never told the, the, <laughs> the four human beings on the face of the earth with whom I am actually honest and close to. I've never told them that I've, I've done this. The only one who knows is my friend who is the content creator, and even he doesn't have the information of what I'm doing or where I'm doing it. I guess there's a fear that it'll be perceived as not good enough. And I don't want to fall into the trap of second-guessing myself. Nothing I do in these, these podcasts, these audios, videos, anything that I create, nothing is planned. Nothing is scripted. Everything is an immediate gut reaction to something. It is a feeling that I must talk about something, and it is me talking organically to you without any notes, without any script. It's just me speaking my truth at this moment in time. I don't want to 
second-guess what I say. I don't re-record these unless I forgot to press record and I talked for 30 minutes to a dead recorder. Then, yes, I do record again. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is I, I don't go in and edit these out and, and do all kinds of manipulation. I don't. What flows from me at this moment in time with my creative process is exactly what you are going to hear when you're listening. And so back to my friend who is my inspiration for all of this. I worry when he can't trust his instincts. Now, I shouldn't say worry. That's a strong word. It's not worry. It's a concern because I want him to know the value of his decisions, not just in terms of a thumbnail or in terms of a title or in terms of a concept. I want him to be confident and sure of himself as a creator, as a creative individual. I strongly suspect that nobody ever at any point really reinforced the fact that he is brilliantly creative. He's an incredibly smart human being and he is phenomenally creative. He has an intense creative side that is unique and beautiful and complex as all creatives are. Every person I've ever known who has that truly creative sp spark in them, it is complex and they always wrestle with what to do and how to do it because sometimes the vision inside is hard to express to the outside world. I understand that. But it's only through practice, dedication, and reinforcement that you really learn to trust those creative instincts. And there's nothing wrong with seeking counsel, with asking advice, with, with getting feedback from other people. That's completely normal in any creative process. There is a dance that happens, a push and pull. But ultimately, in the end, you as the creator have to trust your instincts. And you have to say, you know what? Not everybody's going to love it. This is how I want it to be. And then to hell with what happens afterwards. If that particular video tanks because the thumbnail wasn't one micron shade different, then too bad. You created what you wanted, what it was supposed to be in that moment. Don't second guess it, commit it, and let it free. Let it be a free entity out in the world. 
and my friend struggles with that. He wants it to be perfect, but nothing's perfect. Nothing in all of creation is perfect. That's ironically what does make it perfect, is the imperfections, is the humanity that exists within the creation. That's what makes this audio perfect. I don't edit out my my repeated words or my stutter or my incorrect use of a word at the wrong time because my brain was thinking faster than my mouth was articulating. That imperfection tells you that I am human and I am real and I am authentic and I am here right now creating. So we all need to learn how to trust that instinct, how to trust that creative side of us. And we have to accept that nothing is going to be perfect. But we also have to accept that nothing should be perfect. That's a different issue. It shouldn't be perfect. It should never be perfect. The sketch should never have all of the fine lines erased. The painting should never have completely perfect brushstroke in every single space. The the writing should never have absolute perfection in its wording. The audio should not have perfected editing to take out my humanity. It is exactly that imperfection that is beautiful and creative. It reminds us that the artist, the creator, the writer, the narrator in this case is real. They are present. They are creating in their moment. There's absolute beauty in that. And in that instance of imperfection, that is when perfection is actually achieved. But we don't trust it. We, we go by some false metric saying that everything must be perfect. Every I must be dotted. Every T must be crossed. That specific shade of blue needs to be one point darker on a chroma scale. Or that specific font needs to be changed. It needs to be just a slight bit thicker because it's not quite right. There is the difference between finessing something and trying to strong arm it, trying to over-control it, over-process it. I view creation and, and the creative process in a very literal way. 
when you are creating, you are creating a thing. You are creating something, whether it is content, whether it is a book, whether it is an audio file, a video, it makes no difference. It is a thing. And think of it in any way you choose. I choose to think of it in terms of like a, a small bird because of the implications of letting it free. But if you were to hold on too tightly to that creature, you would crush it. You would kill it. You would destroy its natural perfection. Creation and creative process is a beautiful dance, and it's a very tender and it's a very gentle thing. Now, individuals' processes can look differently and be more aggressive, but the nature of the creative process in its entirety is a delicate process. Because again, you don't want to crush and destroy that that creature, that thing, that spark. You need to nurture it and you need to give it strength so that you can release it. And in my analogy as a bird, you let it fly free. And once it leaves your hands, once it has flown, it is now out in the world. It exists solely as the creation that you created. You can't recapture it and and recolor it or recapture it and, and try and alter it in some glorious fashion it is exactly what it is and you let it free to the world and that's exactly how it should be one of the things with this project the life authentic and me really searching to be my authentic self and to disclose my authentic self not only to me as an individual to as a as a growth and a healing process but also as a process of battling my own anxieties of exposure and of being seen by allowing this and creating this and then letting it free to the world my goal is to create something and let it go with the hopes that it will find its way to the right people at the right time, that it will give them some form of hope or a discussion or a thought or reframe an argument. But my goal is also not to second-guess myself, not to think, oh, what if I change that thumbnail? Will it get more views? Or if I change the title, will more people listen? That's not the point. The point is is that when I release this, when it goes up, it will be perfect as it is because it will be gloriously imperfect. And I will not think of it again. I will allow it to exist and live and whether it gets views or not that's not up to me 
that's up to the world in general as to whether my message resonates and whether it is shared and liked and whether people subscribe or not. That is not up to me. That is not something I am trying to control. Would it be nice? Of course. Validation for one's creative work is always a beautiful thing. It gives us confidence as creators to go forward and to continue with our message and to continue with our style and our perfectly imperfect way of creating. So yes, when somebody subscribes, I'm over the moon. When a view count goes up, I'm excited because it means that this resonated with someone. But those views and subscriber numbers do not influence how I create. They are a beautiful metric of whether I resonated with someone or not. But I don't let them influence what I'm doing or how I'm doing it. That creative process comes entirely from me, and I trust my instincts. And I come from a creative background. My background is in drawing and painting and fine art. I am a classically trained artist. I know how to compose a magnificent painting. I know how to technically execute exquisite pieces of fine art. I trust my creative instincts. So when I see someone like my, my dear friend, someone who I love and adore deeply, and I see him struggle with not trusting his creative instincts, it makes me sad because I want so much for him to trust that. And I hope over time he will. He may even hear this audio someday. And he'll know that I'm talking about him. He'll know that... that not only do I consider him my inspiration for all of this, but he's been a great inspiration to a lot of aspects of my life. So if he does listen to this someday, I sincerely hope that he learns to trust those creative instincts, to go with his immediate reactions, to believe in himself, because he is brilliant. And when he allows himself, he shines like the most brilliant diamond you could ever imagine. Some days, I wish he could see what I see. Because clearly, I see something different than he does. But I want that to be a message that everyone who hears this takes from it is that you need to trust yourself, trust your decisions, whether they are creative decisions or not. You, as an individual, 
know you the best. Trust in yourself, always, in all of your decisions. You will always make a better decision for yourself than someone else will for you. There is no shame and there is no harm in taking in other people's counsel and getting opinions and advice and hearing the perspective of another individual. But ultimately, the choice is always yours. Take into account all the information. Make a decision based on what you feel is right for you at that moment in time. And don't apologize for it. Don't second-guess it. Trust yourself. Trust your instincts. And go with it. And so, that's the end of this unplanned, spontaneous conversation. I trust that it was entertaining and hopefully thought-provoking. I want to thank you for listening to me and my life-authentic project. And I trust that we will talk again soon. Thank you and take care.